welcome to the Fuck Nation Sports Betting Podcast featuring The Hammer. I am your host, Fuck Nation. We're here to recap NFL Week 2. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. If you checked out our last few episodes and if you're a first-time listener, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hit the subscription button or rate. give us a good rating. Um, happy to have you on here. Here to have fun and talk football and all sorts of sorts and betting shop talk hammer thanks for coming on hello hello welcome, glad to be here <clears throat> welcome let's go talk some football boys absolutely absolutely it's a uh, tuesday night we had a great monday night football lucky and fortunate spoil to have two monday night games i know the nfl and roger could uh, like to usually set that up for us, and uh, usually it's done in week one, I think. But I think he brought it to us the doubleheader in week two, and uh, you know, kind of some blowout games um, with the two games with the Bills spanking the Titans and the Eagles winning pretty pretty comfortably against Captain Kirk over there. But uh, let's get into week two recap um, things that kind of struck my eye and things that stand out is those three amazing comebacks in the NFL. And I think you know which ones I'm talking about. And let's start with the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens came out storming. Lamar Jackson, I know, really stuck it to me in fantasy football, dropping about 50 fantasy points against me. I know he had that 70-plus rushing touchdown. This is a team, the Baltimore Ravens at home, were beating the Miami Dolphins 35-14 to starting the fourth quarter. Were you watching this game, Hammer? What went wrong for the Baltimore? Um, they just, I don't know, how do you say it? They just kind of got, they relaxed, man. They were in complete control of the whole game. And it's very shocking because from a Harbaugh-led team to let this happen, did not see it coming. And um, the only good thing that come out of you know I am Miami's my hometown team and I I'm, I think they learned who to throw the ball to now when it's desperation mode we're not yeah. not even desperate they need to start doing it more often and I think uh, that's the great thing about this game. Well, I know who you're talking about in Tyreek the Cheetah Hill and obviously he covers some of the field and some real estate and some miles on there with those deep throws. But you also have to give uh, credit to some Jalen Waddle action there. I think, oh, yeah. what was his stats? Did he go over 100 yards as oh, well? Easily, yeah. Two touchdowns. Yeah, I think it maybe 150 yards. I don't know. It was a lot. They, they both right. dominated. I know, you know, we'll talk about later on the next podcast with our free plays and betting recap from last week. But just to give you a little snippet, that was your free play for last week. And I joined you, brother. And I promise you, I was halfway tweeting the words, looks like Baltimore's a lock, this one's over. Oof. And then I looked, I looked at my phone, and I saw the game got to two scores. I deleted the tweet, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> and I kid you not. But going back to what you said, you know, Baltimore Ravens, this is uncalled for for a franchise like that. John Harbaugh, this, this is one of the last teams that you would think that would blow such a lead. And, of course, to a – I don't want to say lowly, but a franchise like the Miami Dolphins who are not known for making a comeback. In fact, probably a team that blows leads themselves. But, mm -hmm. yeah, the Baltimore Ravens defense is, you know, things looked up for them this year. They had a 
horrendous year last year in terms of, you know, real stats, fantasy, you know, they had injuries to Marcus Peters and some, a couple of the other cornerbacks and just injury ravaged, but this team is supposed to be at more strength so far this year. And they obviously didn't show it. I mean, you had Tua chopping them up and dicing them. Well, to be honest, at the end, Correct. Two, that is true. Yeah. Tua was was average the first three quarters. Like I get yeah. I mean 35, 14, 15 minutes on the clock. Obviously a lot of clock, but I guess they probably they started playing a little prevent loose defense. Mm-hmm. And they started when you have that Tyreek Hill, like you mentioned, just go deep, burn the defender, and you know what? Just chuck that ball up. And the, to be uh, fair, to be Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think they forgot about that Tyreek plays with the Dolphins. That's what happened, <laughs> and they they just they let him loose, and they did not seem. And you know what's funny? It's, I think I think both of those balls were underthrown by Tua, and and Tyreek was still able to make those two two big grabs. Took the words right out of my mouth right before you were speaking above me. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> usually the case with Tua. You think he throws that ball? Obviously, you have Tyreek running past the defender, so he's got a lot of space. But those balls were underthrown. He had to come back a little for him. Mm-hmm. He had created space enough where it didn't backfire against him. But, yeah, Tua's not exactly chucking that ball deep in stride, so to speak. Mahomes style. Uh, exactly, or Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but credit credit to Miami Dolphins. They are 2-0. and Tua, you have to say, is silencing – some of the haters, whether you're a Dolphin fan or not, or if you believe in him. Not this guy. Not. He's not silencing me. Well, you're a Tua hater? You're not a fan? I'm not a hater. I just I don't think he's the franchise quarterback, even right, after this right. game. Yeah. Well, that remains seen. Kudos to the Miami Dolphins starting off 2-0 and on the season, undefeated. I think it's they're one of five or six NFL teams. To start off 2-0, 2-0 and undefeated, and they are getting ready to welcome the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Two undefeated teams um, that we can talk about or break down the game on our next pod. But Miami Dolphins with a miraculous comeback. I think they went finished the fourth quarter 28-3 to run. Four touchdowns in the fourth quarter with Tyreek Hill. Uh, was it? I don't know, was it Gasecki and Waddle? I don't know, or did Tariq got two of them, I remember that. Yeah, um, two for Waddle, two for Tariq, one for Gasecki, and I can't remember the, the, yeah. the sixth one. Sure. Well, we're going to have to go to the next comeback game of this NFL slate, and we'll, we'll rank them, and you can tell Bef- me which ones you thought was uh, before, the most wild. Before we go, just to let – I got two words for, for Tua on like, when they play the Bills. Good luck. <laughs> he's gonna need it after uh what we've seen buffalo bills do these last two weeks with the rams and stafford and Tannehill and the oh, yeah. titans just uh the defense is there this is a very scary team mm-hmm. so miami's got the they're excited for the opportunity uh afc east division game should be fun uh let's move on to the second i think this one takes the cake for most miraculous comeback that i've been a part of or seen I'm glad I didn't have a wager on it. I do have a futures, unfortunately, on this team. And hopefully this doesn't come to haunt me. Uh, The New York Jets down 30-17 to 
with a minute 33 left. And this is after the Nick Chubb rushing touchdown that puts them up 30 to 17. How did the Jets win this? That I want to say it's the same thing. Like it's another where they, the team just relaxed, man. Like they, I mean, you would think it's over. They didn't even guard uh, Corey Davis. They, it wasn't even prevent D. It was like just Corey Davis was the one. So Cleveland kicks off, obviously Mm -hmm. Joe Flacco gets the ball. They score two plays, 75 yards in 20 or 30 seconds. Is that correct? Yeah. Corey Davis walk in touchdown. Didn't even so, guard him. So I missed that play. Can you t- so was it just like a pre- prevent D and they just but, ran by him? W- yeah, you could say prevent it. But when, it was funny when you see him catch the ball. There's there's two defenders like maybe ten yards off from the ball. Like they're not even close to him. And I it, don't. Yeah, I don't understand. It's always hindsight, of course. I just don't understand. We've seen it with the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs last year in the uh, divisional round. Um, was that the divisional round or AFC Championship? Bills and Chiefs last year. Um, the one that, that went to the that was right before they played Cincinnati. So, oh, okay, Division. gotcha, yeah. So you've seen it when teams start to play loose, prevent defense. I just don't understand what kind of mindset they have. I guess it's just like, hey, let's kill clock. Go ahead, we'll let you have the field in front of us. Yeah. And I, I feel like it backfires more times than not. At least. I guess it, we're notable. Yeah, but it, it, was, it wasn't even it wasn't even like a good prevent D. I think it was, but it just because they, they're supposed to be behind, like the 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 play. Like there there was nobody behind. You know, if they catch it, they're the the prevent D is supposed to get the tackle them as soon as they catch. But then they weren't even there. It was like a yeah. piss poor prevent D. I guess I guess that's uh, even though they were looking good, Cleveland on their way to a 2-0 and start. I guess that's just a Cleveland Brown thing to do, finding a way to lose that game. Usually mm-hmm. we say that's a Jet thing type thing to do, but the Browns found a way to trump them. So 30-17, to they score that long touchdown in two plays to Corey Davis. They get the onside kick. Yeah. They get the ball back again, and the rest is history. They win 31-30. to we didn't even talk about Cleveland's when they got 30 points and got that touchdown. They missed the extra point, I oh, believe. Cade York. Cade York, who saved me last week. That's funny. <laughs> Made a 58-yard field goal last year for my uh, play against the Panthers, I believe, and it misses an extra point. So you got Cleveland losing. What were, did you happen to see the odds on that live? Was that even available? <laughs> When they were down 30 oh, to 17, the Jets? I didn't check, but I'm sure I'm sure it yeah. was. I mean, it had to have been at least, what, plus – is plus 5,000 fair to say? No, or two? I, think it, I think it had to be plus 10, 20,000. Oh, had to be. God. I think uh, if that was available, not sure if it was or not, you better believe bookies are going to be taking that off in the future because they're not going to be liable for that. They don't want to risk that. When playing against shitty organizations, please don't, uh, don't put those bets in. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Anyways, that was uh, not a game that I was on, but painful for a future potentially down the road. I have the Jets under six wins, and that's a big win for them. Hopefully not too many yeah. more coming their way. I'll be sweating that one. And um, I want to put in a – I bet you what's going on in Nick Chubb's mind, because I know he's done this before when the game is is done. Oh, my God. He, I know what know, you're going to say. He usually, I think he was playing against the Texans – like, I don't know, a couple of years back, and he was going on a huge, like, 50, 60-yard run. He, he, he got out of bounds at the one-yard line. 
to not score. Oh. So he's done. He's so yeah. He's done. The, what he's done the smart play where they he goes wow. out of bounds instead of scoring the touchdown, and it, they, then they need out the clock, and then the game the game's I, over. I'm so happy you brought that up because for people that didn't see, it's obviously hindsight. But you know, it surfaced on Instagram, and if you weren't watching the game, you can catch some highlights there with Nick Chubb when they were before they scored that last touchdown, he could have went down because the Jets had no timeouts. The game would have right. been done, right? Done. Over. So I don't know. He's done it before, you mentioned. So I wonder what he thought there. You know, maybe it's the Jets. I want to pad my stats for myself for fantasy. I don't know. But you know, you're not gonna knock the guy for the Browns losing. They yeah. should have won this game. Oh yeah. Definitely. But I bet uh, you next time I feel bad for fantasy owners. He's not going to score that touchdown next time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, the Jets may try to use that momentum. They moved to one and one, and they're going to host one of your favorite teams of last year, who you won a lot of moolah with, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 0 2. That's another issue and topic to talk about them. Uh, they are truly in a Super Bowl finalist slump right now, and the Jets are going to welcome them at home next week uh let's move on to the third and final game of nfl comebacks and that was kyler murray (laughs) in las vegas in a ferocious rally down 20 to zero shutout with eight minutes and 24 seconds in the third quarter how did the heat pull this off a lot of running (laughs) like a lot of running i mean that guy never count out Kyler Murray, that guy's a gamer. He's truly a speedster. He's so quick sometimes, almost like he's Mario and gets the star star button. He just starts (laughs) scooting away. He's so quick. Did you see that two-point conversion? Yeah. 20 seconds dancing in place before they converted that? I I think someone said they they charted it. I think he ran 82 yards for a two-yard touchdown or whatever, a two-point conversion. Oh, my God. So 20 to in the midway through the third quarter, a little bit above, they find a way. I saw a stat towards the end. I don't know if you missed it. Derek Carr was not on the field for a good 30 minutes. Did you see that? No, I didn't know that. He did not get to see the field until either maybe – oh, they didn't see the field until overtime. That's how long – the cards had the ball. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, that game was wild. Nothing was going right for the Cardinals. You know, if you were Vegas better, you had them five and a half. You're just loving life, thinking this was the easiest gimme of the Sunday slate. Uh, mm-hmm. But Kyla Murray found a way to turn the page there. Uh, I think they scored their first touchdown with six minutes left. And Carlson got a field goal after that to push the lead to 23-7. to seven. And the fourth quarter was just owned by the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost James Conner, uh, their star running back, earlier in that game. But it was all Kyler Murray show. And he showed why he got paid those millions, you know, by the Cardinals. Why he's a good fantasy asset to have as a player throwing and running with his legs. Yep, he's uh he's a real deal, man. I, I I don't never count out that guy. Yeah, you know what was uh I was watching this. I was watching this at the house. 
on Sunday. And I just thought it was so wild how Arizona found a way to cover that five and a half. But Mm -hmm. also with going to overtime, uh, with making that two-point conversion before end of regulation, it gave them not only the cover. So it went from Raiders covering, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To Arizona covering because they scored a touchdown. Now, if you have a Raiders ticket, you're hoping Kyler Murray makes that two-point conversion because then you get overtime life. Right. Uh-huh. So, so and then what, what happened there, so you had life again if you're a Raider better. You had a winning ticket if you're a Cardinal better if he doesn't convert <laughs> that two-point conversion. You following me? Yep, I'm following you. And then what it did with that, it pushed on the over because the over-under was 51 and a half. Mm. So by getting to overtime and getting that touchdown – the number became, guess what? What wow. do you think? 52. Oh, my God. So, sure enough, just wild aspect on degree of football. But, of course, on a betting aspect, you just wonder how Vegas knows all this stuff and getting close <laughs> to all the numbers. Of those three, Hammer, Finns at Ravens, the Jets at the Browns, or the Cards at Raiders, which one was – the most impressive or wildest in your eyes? Uh, it's got to be uh, Joe Flacco's the Jets comeback. Yeah. Minute 30 to me. Because you had, you had to have so many things go right. So you had, uh, let's say, not, Nick Chubb not, not, not stepping out on the one. You had to have a missed, a missed pat by Cade York. You had right. to have a massive throw, 80-yard touchdown or whatever it was to Corey Davis and catch the onside kick, and score another touchdown all within a minute 30. Good luck. I'm not ever seeing yeah. that again. Yeah, I'm with you there. Easy. All impressive comebacks. Got to give it to the Jets because it's the Jets. Usually they don't have that in their DNA. So kudos to Joe Flacco and crew. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. If Zach Wilson is available next week, 100% healthy, who are you starting, Coach? I'm probably rolling with Joe Flacco still, to be honest. Yeah. I never was a, I mean, huge fan of Zach Wilson. Um, I don't know how much more that'll be an upgrade, but I probably ride Joe Flacco, especially after that little comeback win. Can't bench him. I don't think you can bench him right then Dude, and there. Zach needs to learn, man. Learn from Joe. Learn from anyone. Just sit on yeah. the sidelines and, you know, be a water boy. I don't know. <laughs> He could do some maturing, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so crazy, you know, just those three games. Crazy NFL week two slate. Lots of fun football, watching, observing, watching as a fan, betting. Um, but uh, that'll round up that discussion. Let's move on to the game of the week, in my opinion. And now we mentioned Bills at Finns, but I'm going to look at that 425 p.m. Eastern game. Who do you think I'm going here with? That's the Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, um, you got You got the one-and-one one Packers who rebounded against the Bears, and then Tampa Bay, not, not, uh, not impressively, but they've won two games, and they're 2-0. The odds for this one lines are the Bucks set at two. Actually, whoa. I checked these lines yesterday. And it was two and a half for the Bucks. So uh, we had some Packers pull here. Packers betters, public money coming on them. The line is now minus one. So the points, the spread has went down one and a half 
towards uh, it's still on the Tampa Bay side, but it's pulled a little bit. Uh, what's your thoughts on this game? You know, you can break down both sides. Let's start with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, like what you saw in that Chicago game on Sunday night? Um, uh, what, what you expected or, you know, that's Chicago. They said Chicago. Uh, I mean, I think they had a good game plan. Obviously, a lot of running with A.J., Dylan, and Aaron Jones. They didn't use the receivers at all. Um, so, I mean, it was just a solid game plan to not do too much to beat, you know, the Chicago Bears. So I, I don't – it's tough to say. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers is going to be – I think he'll rise to the occasion, but they didn't really need him. So Right. No, I agree with you. They kept it simple. A lot of check down passes to their running backs. and But it was good to see Alan Lazard back making big plays and uh, Sammy Watkins. Uh, definitely was an improvement from their uh, prior game against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, but it was Chicago Chicago Bears, and uh, you don't want to look too much into it, but a positive sign for them as they march into Tampa. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Look, I got Tom Brady. I know they're 2-0, and mm-hmm. but I have him in two of my leagues. I've had Tom Brady in the past couple of years, and he just delivers monster numbers. He's not doing it on a fantasy, you know, offensive juggernaut statistic uh, point of view, uh, but he's making just enough plays to keep the Bucks at two and zero. The defense is playing great; they're running a lot. Um, I do think the uh, reason why him statistically hasn't been doing too well offensively with his passing is the offensive line is pretty chewed up and beat up. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts on Tampa Bay on the Tampa Bay side? Yeah, as well as receivers are banged up, and you're gonna have no Mike Evans as the suspension you heard. That's right. Um, yeah, I, th- this game actually, to me, screams under, to be honest. I mean, I know you have two of the best quarterbacks in the game, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing a lot of running, a lot of, you know, O-lines being depleted, and I, this is that's what I'm seeing. So you're thinking, you said under, right? Yeah, under, yeah. Okay, yeah, so the over-under is currently set at 42. Um, you know, that's a fair number. You still have two superstar names and Aaron Rodgers and Brady there. Um, you know, if this was, I promise you, I know for a fact, if this game was last year when these two teams were thriving and healthy offensively, this number would have been at 51 or 52. Oh yeah. Um, so this number set at 42, which is, you wouldn't imagine this in your wildest dreams going into the season. If you had to make up a line for over under for this game, it would not be at 42. Don't you agree? Watch the trap. Watch that Vegas trap. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Tom's can't get it done. That offensive line is chewed up. The defense is playing awesome, right? Yeah. And Green Bay against Chicago, we know they even stepped it up a bit. Um, they're supposed to have a top five-ish or regarded great defense this year. So, looks, uh, yeah, that under is, is doable. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always scared to ever play an under when you got a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. and the, under the center position. But uh, two and a half, you like anybody for just a lean or sire or something you stay away from? Um, yeah, if anything, I, I, I would probably play the under um, yeah. at first glance. But uh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, both these teams on my end, I have them for futures. I have Tampa Bay win total over 11, I believe. 
and Green Bay Packers over uh, 11. So I guess this is a win-win here. Um, I don't know who I'll be cheering for. I'll probably be <laughs> off this game completely unless I find a way to play under with you. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you about when you said the receivers for Tampa Bay. Mike Evans got suspended. How funny was that? Don't you think Tom started that fight? Oh, yeah, Tom. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, yeah, he started, he started mouthing off to Lattimore. Yeah, and, Lattimore. But then Lattimore didn't, didn't, didn't punch or push anyone, but then Evans right. heard it, and then he ran in there like – Right. I now, saw – well, it was – yeah, Brady yapped at Lattimore. Lattimore just said, whatever, Tom, I'm not going to start a fight with you. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're, not gonna, you're not even a real fight. And then Fournette kind of gets involved, right? Didn't yeah. Fournette, Fournette started the shove, and then Mike Evans just comes out of nowhere, corner like a, like a WWE wrestler out of the out of the tunnel or out of the uh, the fan stands and just goes there to clobber him. Um, but yeah, it was funny how Tom. I don't even know. Was he asked in uh, the press? Say, hey, Tom, did you realize you kind of started that fight? Did, did anyone ask him that? Oh, I didn't, I didn't see the press conference. No, funny. no. It was funny because he truly started it. A lot's going on in Tom's life right now. Oh. Starting fights, his <laughs> uh, marital issues with Giselle. He's getting his Wednesday therapy. Um, but he's got the Tampa Bay Bucks still 2-0 and on this year. Uh, in an ugly way, whether starting fights or just winning ugly. But uh, that's the game of the week, in my opinion. Oh, uh, but, uh, I did. I did hear the press conference. I heard that why he threw the, the his the Microsoft Surface because he because he couldn't he didn't know the the password. That's what I heard. Oh my God! Stop it. Yeah, but I I don't know if he was like just joking, yeah. but that's what it's he couldn't. Well, get that's the, not the that's not the first time he's throwing it. Remember, he didn't he throw one of those Microsoft Surface things a year or two ago? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that on primetime game. Or he like slammed it on the ground, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Tom's doing good with his team, not doing good with my fantasy, and that's led to me <laughs> having two oh two starts in my two leagues. Oh uh, but that that's for another topic. Maybe we'll start talking fantasy football on one of these uh segments or episodes, talk some fantasy. You wanna do that, Hammer? Oh yeah, definitely love that. Cool, man. Cool. All right, we'll move on to the next segment segment and probably the last one for this pod. Uh we did it last week. Um, it's where I give you two questions, two observations, thoughts, uh, you give me two today. We'll do one and one each. Um, do you want to do the honors and go first or do you want me to fire away first? You, you can go ahead. All right. One question for you. Uh, pretty sure you were watching last night. The second of the doubleheader are the Philadelphia Eagles for real at two and L or do you still need to see a little bit more? From Jalen Hurst and that offense as a whole. No, they are for real, man. Um, I know they boast the number one O line, I think through through PFF, and they got an unreal wide receiver, a strong running game, a great quarterback and mobile quarterback, a defense, a shutdown corner. Like they've got all the pieces, and you saw how they how when Dak went down, they flipped that. That uh, that spread for the Eagles to win uh, their division, and I'm sure it's even skyrocketed even more. So I'm a big Philadelphia Eagles believer um, right now. They're they're moving. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, you know they have ready. You mentioned the first thing. It wasn't those skill position. It's the offensive line. 
they are they're at the top and that that's what wins you games that's what controls the tempo tempo and winning in the trenches and Jalen Hurts is uh I think he's growing up before our eyes and he's uh getting really experienced in his short career so far and he's becoming a dual threat a very dangerous one um they have beaten the Vikings yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 24 to 7. And they won last week against the Lions. So if you look at it on that aspect, you know, two mediocre ish teams, right? Yep. But, but the way they're playing, uh, very efficient on the offensive end and big play slay in the defense stepped up big. But sometimes I feel you and I could do well against Kirk Cousins on primetime, who's now moves to 2 and 8. <laughs> Two and eight, I believe that or not. Is that when uh, – I know he's been struggling, but the day his famous quote, you like that, was that, that, was on a, that was on a national televised game, I believe. Well, that, that may have been his, that may have been his <laughs> first or second win. You know? yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, I did see someone tweet that, though, he's, after last, yesterday's loss, he now moves to two and eight. Mm-hmm. So it started off. Very young record, like maybe one and four, one and five, and that record is uh ever so growing right now, my friend. Oh yeah. I just go. I just. I'm not gonna click the article because we may not have time for that. But I was trying to get the exact record, and one of these articles says, "Why does everyone say Kirk Cousins sucks in prime time?" Well, I think <laughs> it's because that record. <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, that's my question. You, you got anything for me? Yeah, I got something. I know it's your team again, 49ers. Sucks to see oh Trey Lance go, but I'm excited, man. Uh, Jimmy G, what's going on? Talk to me about your 49ers. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, no matter how much I want, wanted or who should be there realistically, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, that's his position. That's He deserves that starting position. Uh, condolences to Trey Lance and that injury. Uh, I'm sure he's going to heal up. I think the surgery went successful, I read. So prayers up to him. Uh, He'll come back stronger and learn more experience under Jimmy, which I still think he needs, but I'm stoked, man. I mean, everybody I see, I feel like, loves Jimmy Garoppolo around the country. If you follow football and his story and wondering why he's even in this position or was in that position as a backup, I think a lot of us was wondering by week four or five, I think that was my prediction that that's when he would uh, finally take the quarterback position once again. But uh, it came obviously a little bit sooner due to an injury, not the way he would want it. But Jimmy Garoppolo, look what he did to that offense just in in a span of three, four minutes. Uh, Just move the ball with ease, with flow, leadership. You could see the glow in his face, smiling, his teammates picking him up. I'm surprised they kept giving him the ball at the one-yard line for two quarterback sneaks. Oh, yeah. Obviously trust him already. Um, and his arm, you know, there was a couple throws he was a little off on. I was watching the game on Sunday. But uh, he's back, man. If he stays healthy, this team's going to be really dangerous. They're good on both sides of the ball. I'm happy. I did a homer play in the beginning of the season when they realized they signed him. As the backup, I knew that was great insurance, and I have a NFC championship uh, ticket there if they win the NFC, and that, that's going to pay good. So 
I like the. I'm happy that that ticket's alive as well. And of course, as a fan, stoked about Jimmy G, baby. Yep, I agree. Yep, I'm happy for him, man. Hey, feels good, baby. <laughs> but uh, hammer. Any other thoughts before we close out here? Um, uh, if I had to say, yeah, they, you know, to like rank the top teams. I'd say from the AFC, watch out. The Buffalo Bills are like a tier, 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 tier one. And the Eagles are the tier one in, in the NFC. Like, I think those two are looking unstoppable yeah. at this moment. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, definitely with you with the Bills <clears throat> looking outstanding. Offense looking good per usual, but the defense, uh, you know, the health and addition of a Von Miller does wonders for your defense and they're showing it. Look what they did to King Henry yesterday and look what they did to Stafford and the Rams. Uh, they are Super Bowl favorites and they're living up to that right now. Um, yep. And so, yeah, a lot of good football. Hammer, thanks for being on the pod again. We, You and I will link up again either tomorrow or the day after. We'll talk, recap our free plays that we gave on the pod week before that we like to do a free play betting recap we'll do two podcasts ish a week uh we'll break down how we did let's just say we did pretty good i'd say for giving out our first free plays on the pod um going five and two we'll break down those and give you any other free plays you think we like uh for week three in the nfl um Thanks again to you. Thanks for listeners uh, chiming in for the first time. If you're repeat listeners, uh, follow the Twitter handle, Fuck Nation Betting, uh, Instagram, throw a like, subscribe, anything you like. It means a lot. All right, Hammer. Take care, pal. All right. Thanks for having the show. Take care. You got, you got it.